0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. Uh, We are brought to you by Joe's Underground in Augusta, Georgia at the corner of 8th and Broad in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Just a walk down a short flight of stairs. Uh, Jeremy and the guys are right now just kind of sitting back and waiting for this pandemic to blow over. And going to reopen soon, hopefully. Hopefully going to be one hell of a party down there at Joe's. I know I want to go. And I'm ready to go, and when they open back up, I'm going to go, because I go to Joe's and so should you, the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, Today, my guest is a man that many of you know, a great character actor, a great musician, just a great guy all around. Uh, You may remember him from the Blues Brothers. He is Murphy Dunn. Uh, So without further ado, let's kick this thing off. Hey, how you
1: doing today, Murphy. I'm delightful. Thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, join you today.
0: Oh, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you very much.
1: Pleasure. How uh, you holding up during this uh,
0: virus that's attacking the world? I am working my tail off and staying secluded at the same time. I'm I'm a paramedic full-time, so I actually get oh, to go wonderful. to work tonight. And... Wonderful news. Thank you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for what you do.
0: You're very, very welcome. Almost 30 years in the business. Wow yeah wow. I bet you've got some stories oh man i I got stuff people would not believe if I told them <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, but now when I come home, I come down here to the studio, I've got a you know air mattress set up down here, and pretty much I stay away from the family as much as I can just because we're so high risk you know because of being a paramedic, yeah, so. I didn't think of that right but on on the upside, I've got a boatload of recording done. So.
1: Oh, great. Wonderful. you probably write a
0: nice audio book, too. Oh, yeah. I'm actually I'm working on recording a, a radio play for one of my doctors. He's an author, and he does thrillers. And I'm sitting here, I'm actually, re- I hate to say rewriting, but I'm more adapting his, his book to the radio play thing. And that's oh, that's going to be interesting, because I'm doing about 90% of the voices. Oh, well, terrific.
1: That's, that's terrific. Do you, do you listen to books on tape or Audible?
0: I have started to fairly recently. Um, I, I hadn't before, but I've got about an hour drive to work, so I listen to a lot of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm getting there. Great.
1: I, I just started. I'm a fan of spy stuff. and There's a guy named John Le Carre, who uh, did a lot of spy that came in from the cold Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. He's a former British member of Secret Service and he's uh, so I've listened to 14 hours during this
0: coronavirus oh man yeah it's it's fun it is because it's kind of like I say it reminds me of the old radio plays where you know tune in next week to find out (laughs) and to to me that's really cool
1: yeah it it is for me and I and I like uh, what people in the film business call Foley which is all the sound effects of football footpaths and horses and cars and all that stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking, like,
0: looking forward to doing that on this thing.
1: Oh, that'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Now, um, if you like uh, the spy stuff, I just had a guy on here named Neil Perry Gordon who, I've heard the name. He has just come out with a book that's called um, The Bomb Squad, and it's a, kind uh-huh. of right before World War I. And really? Huh? It's a pretty cool book. Great. Uh, I'll I'll send you his email and you can you can actually email him and he'll send you a free free copy in exchange for a you know, good, bad or ugly review on Amazon. So
1: Okay. I don't know any, anybody who wants a bad review. You,
0: got, you ain't kidding. You ain't I kidding.
1: I, I got a bad one once. I've I've had I've been blessed with a couple of good ones, you know, in newspapers and things mm-hmm. regarding films that I've been in. But the L.A. Weekly, I did this one-person show, just an hour and 45 minutes of me, which was about an hour and 44 minutes too long, <laughs> and uh, the L.A. Weekly said that I was uh, as exciting as a Q-tip.
0: <laughs> well, that was awful sweet of them. <laughs> oh, well, man.
1: Q-tips come in handy sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> they, they do. Uh, got a big laugh out of it now, but when I got it, I wasn't particularly
0: thrilled. a yeah. uh, laugh. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people say never read comments or reviews. And uh, it's funny. I've got a YouTube channel that I do different characters on. Just you know, little things off the top of my head. I've got some different wigs and stuff. I'll do a character. And there's one I have who is a clown, but he's not a normal clown. He is he is probably the worst clown to ever walk the face of the Earth. His name's Uh Murray, and this is Murray's voice. Ah. He is is horrible, but he's such fun to do. And I was was looking at my YouTube channel one day to see how many hits it had, and somebody had put a thumbs down. And I took that so personally. I'm like, idiot. It's somebody hit a thumbs down. Yeehaw. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was so funny because I took that just, oh, man, that made me so mad. I'm like, who don't like Yeah, murder? I
1: know. It, it <laughs> happens that way. It's kind of like getting rejected from a, from a loved one.
0: Exactly.
1: Or a former loved one. Either one.
0: Yeah. That's the way it goes.
1: What part of the planet are you on right
0: I now? I am in Georgia, just south of Atlanta.
1: Well, really, how's your weather there? Uh, I
0: tell you, it's it's like the... People aren't the only ones in the inside drinking beer right now. I think Mother Nature is too, because ah. one minute it's hot, the next minute uh, it's pretty chilly outside. Beautiful sunny day, and all of a sudden we've got tornadoes. And wow. uh, Mother Nature is drunk in the South, Bubba. Well, oh. it,
1: it's one, one of those things. I, I, I think it's probably because we don't we're not driving enough, mm-hmm. so there's not enough smog. And <laughs> Mother Nature is doing us to remind remind us uh, what it's like to be clean. I remember a former mayor of New York said he didn't trust any air he couldn't see.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. But
1: I'm, I'm just watching the, uh, the morning shows, and and one, and they they showed you know cities, especially in places like India, where you know you could see a three four feet in front of you, on a normal day and. Now, because people are staying at home, you get a chance to see the beautiful architecture and castles and things of that nature.
0: Uh, yeah, it's definitely been been different since all this. You know, you can tell a big yes, difference. Yes,
1: absolutely,
0: absolutely. Uh, and they more animals, they, more deer. Yeah, that's what and, they say. Yeah,
1: and and they showed pictures of the deer and and goats in metropolitan areas. Oh man.
0: That's something I haven't smoked yet. A goat. <laughs> I've had barbecue goat, but I, I've never yeah, done one.
1: They, I, you know, I hear in Jamaica it's a big deal. I mean, a person will pull up and open their trunk, and out will hop a, a goat, and well, oh, here's lunch. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just have never been into. Go. Oh, I've never t- tasted it. it. Just seems a little weird for a city boy.
0: You know, I, I understand. I understand. The first time I had it was actually a Jamaican guy would, um, was at my friend's house next door, and they spent all night cooking this thing. And They brought some over to my house when me and my mom were there when I was younger. And mm-hmm. I said, You got to try this. And, you know, to be nice, I'm like, Okay, I'll try it. Man, next time they went over there to do a goat, I was out helping them dig the hole to cook this goat in. It oh, was amazing. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Really? oh yeah well i I like Kahlua pork,
1: and they dig a hole for that,
0: oh mm. yeah, not I, I love any kind of any kind of smoked meat, which I'm almost three hundred pounds I ain't a whole lot that I don't like, so <laughs> oh, good for you, good for you, as long as you're happy, oh man, I'm working on getting it out of there though, most definitely, but uh whatever works, yeah. you know that, so uh, what
1: do you do for fun down there besides? Work in a dangerous profession.
0: Yeah, well, I do a little bit of everything. Like I said, I do the, do the YouTube videos. You know, I've, I've got different characters I'm doing. I've, I've been a stand-up comic for almost 30 years. Uh, uh-huh. Never really got big, just always did it just to have fun. Um, I've had sure. One, I've had one paying show, and that that was a hilarious night. If there's ever a movie made of that, that night, I believe Ben Stiller will be in it. That's how it kind of went. Uh-huh. Uh, right. I do my YouTube videos. I'm I'm kinda of wanting to break into acting a little bit. I'm I'm a little mm-hmm. old to the start, but I mean a lot of people have gotten an older older start. Sure. I'm. I'm almost Absolutely. fifty years old now, but
1: hey. Well, I, I still get work and I'm seventy eight, so you're Murph. Yeah, I'm still you're, on the planet. You, you'll always get work. You're Murph.
0: <laughs> well, I 80. do
1: get a job occasionally and and you know, I'll be on the set of a movie or something, and and someone will say, you know, I know who you are. And I said, well, that's one of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, and then they'll go around and tell them. That people want autographs and things like that. It, it, it surprises me how I work with a, a, a band called the Original Blues Brothers Band with some of the living members of the original band, you know, Steve Cropper and mm-hmm. Lulu Marini and and Tom Bones Malone. Right. And when we go to, uh, and we typically play in Europe, of course, that'll take a while to get back up, yeah. but uh, the people are so uh, energetic about autographs. I'm just wondering if they're selling them on uh, YouTube, not YouTube, on eBay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how <laughs> old I am. And uh, in Germany, the people were uh, lined up. And it just shocked me. think okay. They had pictures and the whole thing. I get I get a lot of fan mail where uh, they want me to put in the picture and mm-hmm. the stamps. <laughs> well, that's that's awful, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. That, no, that'd doesn't. be like me calling you saying, you know, I would like Jim or, um Dan Aykroyd's hat from the movie signed by you. Yeah. Um, by the way, can yeah. you get me the hat?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, and I I need to wear it at a party did you get it here by uh, tomorrow
0: <laughs> exactly
1: absolutely
0: no you know and I, that's that's one thing you know it I know it's old hat to you no know, no pun intended you know but the Blues Brothers just it's, it's such a part of you know I I can't really describe it it's, it's a part of everybody
1: you know the, it's a part of America's culture
0: yeah you know, like Like happy birthday to you and,
1: uh, the, uh, flags of different nations. It, it, uh, I've had some wonderful occurrences in my, in my life, you know, so many years after a person will just stop me on the street and go, Oh my God. And I said, Oh, what is it? Anyway, we, uh, one of our, our neighbors had a, uh, a situation where the police had to be called. Somebody was drunk and knock, knocking on their door. And, and we we went out, and uh policeman came over. He says, I know you. I know you. And I said, okay, so you don't get the wrong idea. Are you a Blues Brothers fan? He said, that's where it was. And uh, you're, you're glad when that happens.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, remember I, I remember, you know, the the tux that you were wearing when they, when it came to the lounge to get you That was classic. That was the lounge act. And that was just so beautiful.
1: Well, you know, it's funny thing when I first started with the original Blues Brothers band in, uh, where was it? It was in France, uh, Nice, you know, it was in in Nice, France. And uh, they brought with them uh, a large orange shag carpet they could put over my keyboard. Nice. Just like back in back in the days. You know, it was a lot of fun making that movie.
0: Oh man, it, it, I could just imagine just being near it. I mean, just so much talent there. I mean, everybody just, it, it was the best of the best in that movie with everything.
1: Yeah, it it was great. I remember John Landis, the director,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who uh, John Belushi had asked him, he said, listen, give John candy. He's... He's struggling, he. Because uh, we've all worked at Second City, mm-hmm. he said, "Give John Candy a little something to do." And and uh, Landis said to me, "He said, I gave him a job, and now look, and he said, he's got a huge career when he was alive, of course, but." Yeah, and all of our careers kind of go downhill, not here on the planet. Yeah, well, I tell you, you,
0: know that was just. And, and I love I loved that story. You know, I'd never heard that. And it's it's such a wonderful, I love when people help each other in general, but especially entertainers, because a lot of yeah. them, you know, I've, I've seen this in stand-up, a lot of people almost see it as a competition. You know, why should I help this guy? He may be headlining over me one day or something, you know.
1: Sure. you got to help have
0: people.
1: You, have you seen a stand-up comedian named Sebastian Montescalco?
0: I have not, but I'm writing it down right now
1: yeah he's a big he is the number one entertainer draw in the world right now well, not during the crisis, but yeah uh, I saw him at uh, the what was it oh it, I think it was a sony center but anyway, many, many thousands of people he' he's played huge, huge venues fifteen twenty thousand he's very. Very funny Italian guy. He talks about his family. He's from Chicago.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look Sebastian him up. Sebastian
1: Maniscalco.
0: Probably listen to him on the way to work tonight.
1: Yeah, you, you'll you'll
0: you'll laugh. Yeah, standing. Yeah, I make a joke about this this pandemic. You know, they've got to where they don't want more than ten people in a place at the time. Mm-hmm. It means with the way my comedy is, I can still do shows, and I might even sell one out. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell your family. Well, yeah. Yeah, and they don't have something better to do. Yeah. That's right. That's funny. But yeah, you you just I bet
1: it. you enjoyed uh, your talk with Larry Hank.
0: Oh, man, Larry was awesome. I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed yeah, a it a lot. Um terrific terrific guy. I I've gotten he's to meet good. so many neat people through this podcast that I would never never know.
1: Right. Well, Larry is very uh recognizable
0: definitely he has he has got his own look for sure for sure for sure i i i
1: I saw him in an episode of barry you know Mm -hmm. that uh, and he uh committed suicide in it he was just one well every time i've seen larry hankin i've seen how good he is he's just terrific
0: yeah i I never realized before i met him that um he was Doobie in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and that's one of my favorite characters of all time. Right. He's he is great. He's just one of a kind. Definitely. Not. That's I, was I...
1: Touring, I was touring with him or some other actors who come from the improvisational wing of entertainment, mm-hmm. and uh, we had landed in New York, and I... Uh, was going to stay at a hotel called the Edison, which is where Count Basie's band typically stayed. And it's a real old hotel with, you know, really deep tubs and things. kind of an interesting place. Mm-hmm. And I said to Larry, I said, uh, where are you going to stay? And he said, I think I'm going to stay at a, a flop house. I said, a flop house? How- talk to me. <laughs> he said, well, I'm I'm looking... For a place that, uh, you know, bums would go and hang out in in the cheapest place I could find. And this was many years ago. I'm talking, you know, 40 Mm -hmm. years ago. And he, uh, I said, what was your experience like? He said, well, it was, you went into what is a very high-ceilinged place, and they have like, uh, not cubby holes, but something the size of a large closet. And that's your room. And every morning at six o'clock, they ring a bell, and you have to get up. And uh, there are no doors on the, in the place, and you wave down this long hall. And that's how they know how they know that you're alive. Nice. But he wanted the experience. I, I I've never been tempted to try to have that experience.
0: Yeah, I've stayed in some bad hotels before, but uh i'm I'm good on that one <laughs> hey, well, I bet you've you know in your
1: line of work, you've seen some fairly depressing lifestyles.
0: I definitely have um you know one thing that this a lot of people don't think about during all this self quarantine and all this stuff is the homeless folks and yep. we we see it a lot and it's it's a sad situation, you know they a lot of times they'll call an ambulance and say, my chest hurts, because they know chest pain is going to get you transported, it's going to get you into the ER quicker, and you're going to have to be watched for so long. Right. And, you know, it's, it's sad, but that's, you know, a place to stay for a couple of hours. And that really sucks, because we're one of the richest countries in the world.
1: Yeah, uh, well, in in Los Angeles, it's a huge problem. Yeah. And there are parts of downtown L.A. you have to make a decision whether you're going to uh, step in. Uh, human feces are on a syringe, and um, the hardest part is there's men- mental illness involved in in the homeless component. I mean, it uh, and these people do not want to go into a, a shelter of any kind. They don't want to take a, a shower, and um, the city is. Stuck, they just they raised uh, last year a billion dollars mm-hmm. to try to impact the problem, but uh, I, don't, I haven't seen any of the money being spent yet. Yeah. They're, they're taking over abandoned hotels in Los Angeles to, uh, to, to donate, in a sense, to the homeless, and uh, I'm hoping that some of them will get used to that kind of lifestyle. Because they can't be on the street now, and they'll just sequester on a regular basis, and people will use uh, the city will use those monies to feed them, you know. And uh, but I think the biggest problem is the mental illness that goes along with the
0: drug addiction. Yeah, in a lot of places, you know, we've got shelters. A lot of places. San
1: Francisco is huge in this regard. It's impacting tourism in
0: a huge way you know people people want to go to the shelters and a lot of places won't let them come if they've been drinking or if they had used drugs and stuff right. like that and it's just man it's it's rough so they it
1: is rough i thank god every day that i'm not part
0: of it yeah definitely i'm I'm blessed you know what we Our our income hadn't been affected by this thing, but everything else has. And you know, I I look out there and I know people who aren't working right now that are about to lose a business over this thing. And sure, it happens. It's horrible, but it is what it is. You know.
1: Yep, I don't know what to do except to keep hopping on my prayer bones and say thanks every night and pray for better days.
0: Definitely. Most definitely.
1: Who else do you have? Uh, do you have any friends, other friends of Larry Hankin, on your schedule, or uh, did uh, Steve Joyner put uh, Carl Gottlieb in your rolodex? I'm working
0: on Carl right now. Um, I did uh, Jack O'Halloran. He was awesome.
1: Oh yeah. He's
0: a friend of Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did Robert Wool um day before yesterday. That was such a fun, fun conversation. Oh, he's a funny guy. Yeah, and what's funny when I was when we got ready to do it, you know, I told him I said call me at this time, and he called me, and I actually had to pause, but because I was watching Cobb before I talked to him, <laughs> and uh, that that was funny. But we did, we had a great conversation. You know, I'm I'm meeting so many. Great people through this. Steve. Steve is such a great guy. He has helped me out a lot. You know, we're growing leaps and bounds. He's, he's a he's a terrific man. Yeah, I really like him. Definitely, there's not a lot he could ask me to do that I would say no to. He is he is awesome.
1: Right, well, that's great. I just got another phone call that I'm going to have to take.
0: All right. I hope it will not impact
1: uh, your show, and I've, I've given you enough of what's. Oh. I I can call my time. Oh, Murphy, you're t- plenty. And it was a delight to talk to you. And I wish you nothing but the best in your life, and stay safe, my brother.
0: You too, Murphy. You take care, brother, and keep tickling him, Ivories.
1: I surely will. And y'all make God sure bless.
0: hit Murphy up on cameo.
1: Okay. Oh, great. Thank you. That'd be great. All right. Take All care. All the best. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.